Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. The UG Factor. The UG Factor is something that I use personally to kind of get an inside scoop if something I'm thinking about, doing, participating in, or working on is something I really want to do. And now that seems kind of like, shouldn't it be obvious? Actually, you know, in times when we're going through our careers or doing our work, we don't realize how much we are influenced by outside things to the point where we're not actually sure sometimes if this particular endeavor or uh, thing that we could participate in is something we really want to do or it's something that we're being influenced to do. So I use this thing. It's called the UG factor. And it is a thing that I try to feel in my own body how it feels to do a particular thing that is either being requested of me or asked of me to do. And when the UG factor comes in, I know that there's something that I'm not liking about this. So I may be given an opportunity through a prospective client. It could be a commission, whatever it is, a particular exhibition or something I'm being asked uh, to do or participate in. And when I start to think about it, when I start to visualize myself and feel myself in the process of doing that endeavor, if I start to think, oh, ugh, I know something's not right. And, you know, it's funny because we can convince ourselves, you know, oh, but look at the money for this, or look at the, the accolades, or look at the opportunities that'll come from this. You know, all of those things. They're all things that are overshadowing the UG factor. You know, the older I get, the more precious my time is. And so many of these things, when you participate, you know, you think it's a certain amount of time, well, you know, pretty much double that because everything takes longer than it actually you think it should. You know, whether it's, more in the doing, the changes, the promotion of, you know, I mean, it just add all this extra time. And, you know, all of that extra time is always at the opportunity cost of you doing something you love. Like the, I can't wait to do this factor, you know? So when I think about these things and I start to feel the dread and the, oh, uh, the ugh in my body, like the, uh, well, I'll do it because I can get this from it. You know, that's that mentality. You know, something is right 
when you think about it and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm so excited about this. I, 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 I you know, it's like top of mind and it is exciting you and energizing you and uplifting your spirit and you can't wait to work on it. Those are the decisions. Those are the things that you need to be focused on. Those are the things that you replace the UG factor things with. And so it is something, um, even when I'm talking to students and they, they come to me for guidance on certain things that they're involved in and they start talking about it and I can see and I tell them, when you talk about this one thing, your whole body language changes and you talk about this other thing, and then all of a sudden you're upbeat, you're talking faster, you're excited. And I've even pointed these things out in class. And other people have recognized the change. So when you're making decisions, okay, about things that you choose to work on, Think about how you feel in your body when you start to visualize yourself actually doing that particular initiative, that project, that thing, or participating in something. And if you get that feeling of, oh, you know, ugh, okay, you know, it's kind of that reluctance, kind of like nagging thing that's inside, you know, but you're trying to convince yourself, you know, you're leading with your left brain of, but it'll get me this and it'll get me this. And I do like those things, you know, you tell yourself, I do like those things, but the rest of it doesn't fit. So what we need to do is have a better strategy. We need to approach our new business, our, our initiatives, our, our opportunities to things we have synergy with. To opportunities that uplift us. Because then we stay on the right path. Then we're investing in the right things. Whatever it is that we do, where we invest in places we want to go, then we move forward. Otherwise, if we're investing in things that aren't moving where we really want to go forward, what are we doing? We're just spending time in a little infinite loop to the side somewhere. And that's not driving us to where we ultimately want to go. And if we take... Uh, you know, the whole money thing into consideration where it's okay, I had to do this for money. There's so many things we can do for money. There's so many other things making more money, okay? Take the money thing out of the equation. Because if you really want to do something with your art that's for you, then you need to make better choices for you. I always tell uh, my MFA students, you have a marketing mix and what you need to uh, support your career. But don't alter the direction that you want to take your art. There's other things. We can sell other things around that body of our 
you know, work that we have around that intellectual property that we have. There's many things, there's many ways we can, you know, slice that pie. You know, some people do teaching and videos and prints and, you know, license things. And there's ways that we can resell the art that we love versus having to feel like we have to do art that we don't love. I think it's a choice. For me, it's not really a choice because I can't imagine walking on a path of dread, the ug factor, every day. I could do something else with my life other than art if that was the case. And ultimately, to be honest with you, to be perfectly frank, at the age I am right now and the stage I'm in with my life, I could care less if I made money making my art because I'm so happy making it. I have other ways that I've made money with royalties and other things that are substantial at this point. But if it came down to it, and it isn't that way uh, for me right now, I would still make the choices of making my art. It's the one thing that I have and I am in control of. I'm in control of my own joy. I'm in control of my own path. There's so many other ways to make more money than making yourself miserable. We're not a pair of hands. We're creative beings. And we do this for more than just a financial transaction. And the, you know, the, the interesting thing about all of this, having covered so many people in magazines and in books, it's when an artist chose to do their own thing that they became a brand and they became successful and the financial things came from that. And the ones that were trying to be jack of all trades, do this, do that, never got the traction, never built something with their careers. So that love place that excitement place, that is who you are. That is your unique offering to the world. That is your brand that's different, that stands out, that people come specifically to you for. Build that. Live on that perch. Because that's all we really have. And that's something that when we're authentic, we can grow and we can move from that place. But everything else, if we're just tracking trends and trying to do this and, oh, this is hot this time and I think I'm going to do this and da, 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 and we're just exhausting ourselves. I'm exhausted talking about it. Have I um, seen people go down this yo-yo process? Absolutely. And then they come into an MFA program much later on in life and go, I'm lost. I need to, I need to rebrand myself. I need to find myself as an artist again. And they go back on that journey, backward, inward. And they rediscover who they were. And then they go out that with a vengeance. They are excited again. They have energy again. They have drive and you know, the biggest thing is I hear people say, I had it in me all along. Why didn't I lead with this? 
And it's really mostly about confidence, you know? Sometimes it takes time, right? To get the confidence. But it's really easy to make the decisions because we just have to feel it in our body. We know when something's not right for us. There's a little voice inside that's saying, ah, you know, this isn't right. It's like a bad relationship. You don't want to start a bad relationship, right? So when you're thinking about projects or things, you know, they kind of look nice on the outside, all shiny and, you know, distracting us, twinkling. But when you really look at it and you visualize yourself doing it and you feel that, oh, that dread, you can call it the ug factor if you want to, that ug factor, oh. And then you see yourself starting to convince yourself to do it anyways, you know, think about that. Think about that. And, you know, it's not even just about the projects you take on. It's the process that you work in. I've had students um, in the past, you know, they're, you know, in school, they're taught a certain process, you know, do this to this to this to this to this, you know, to get this result. And they dread it. Oh, I hate that part. Oh, I don't like this. And it's not that they haven't tried. These are people who've been creating art for a while, you know, because everything's a struggle when you're first learning. I'm not talking about that. But they get the ug factor. And they say, well, why are you doing that? There's other ways to enter into the creative process. There's other ways to experiment and play and and, and make things. You just have to find a different outlet here. And sometimes it's changing the media that they work in. But other times, it's just, you don't have to plan so much. You know, I, I give a lecture in my master class called Conceptual Development, you know, uh, between uh, planning and discovery. There's methods of working through discovery as well as methods of planning and use the best of both worlds. People are going to enter into that process in different ways. And I think you have to know yourself like you're your own coach sometimes, I guess. And a good coach knows a player's strengths and they position that player specifically to take advantage of those strengths. You got to always work with your superpower. You got to go with your strengths because otherwise you're going to keep hitting resistance, constantly resistance. If you go with your strengths, go with your instincts, then you're going to find ways into the process, right? That allow you to create. I mean, you, I'm thinking of Robert Rauschenberg when he created bed, 
you know, with the 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 quilt and finding, you know, garbage in the streets of New York and putting that in his art. Do you think when he went to school, they said, go on a garbage hunt and, you know, just stick anything on a painting surface? No. Robert Rauschenberg created combines. He actually coined the name combines, paintings and sculptures, because it needed a name. People were saying, well, what is this, you know? You have to lead from what your inner voice tells you to do. And for Robert, it was necessity. He didn't have a lot of supplies. He just went with those instincts. You have to lead with what your voice is telling you inside. And if we go back to um, that whole building a brand on doing what you do best, it worked for Robert Rauschenberg, didn't it? Nobody else was doing what he was doing. And he did a lot of innovative things with Bell Labs and interactivity. And I mean, the man's career is amazing. But that was because he was doing what came natural to him. And our left brain always tells us, oh, you know, that's the, here's the market and you should do this and this and this and, and that's better. And oh, because this is going to make you more money. Da, 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 da. Well, all the people that followed that path didn't seem to make it to the top because they weren't sort of leading the pack. They were following the group. And sometimes when you just become the follower, you're not so interesting. But when you're born to be unique and a leader and somebody who has its, you know, their own voice and vision and instincts and experiences, use those things Use them. They are who you are and who you are is unique. And that is an interesting thing. And there are going to be people that connect with what you have to say and what you're doing and how you think. And you have to believe in that. And when you are excited and you're engaged and you want to tell people, you know, like a child that says, look, mom, look what I did. That's a person who's excited. Not a person that gets up in the morning and goes, oh, I have to work on this today. The ug factor. Ugh, I have to, this is going to take so much time. Now I'm regretting. I really want to work on this other piece that I really love. I can't now because I'm stuck for the next six months plus. We can always make money, but we can't get back our time. We can't get back the regrets for not working on the things we want to do. We can't get back not knowing how good we could have gotten if we focused on the road we were meant to walk. There is something about process and learning and growing and, you know, doing what it is that we just uniquely have an instinct to do. And figuring out where that goes, that is the most exciting thing. I think that's what drives myself as being an artist. So I want you to think about this week. Are there things that are coming up or things that you've done in the past or are thinking about doing um, in the present where 
if you visualize yourself doing it, do you get the ug factor? You know, how does that feel in your body? Like, do you find yourself like your shoulders kind of go down and, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to convince myself, you know, to do it. Or are there things you're going to participate in or think about doing or whatever that you just go, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, you know, all of a sudden the, the, the blood starts pumping, the voice gets faster, you know, and then, the, you know, it's like all the energy starts to come back in your body. That's the things that you want to work on. So with that, have a great week. And as always, create from the heart. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon Endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art-making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.